Miamians and listeners from around the world, welcome to another episode of Miami Global Net. Did you know that the systems that guide 90% of the airplanes in the world is made by a Spanish company? This week, we have Juan Carlos Pereira, Executive Director of the Spain-United States Chamber of Commerce. They are celebrating their 40 years anniversary of operating here in Miami. This chamber is one of the most active chambers we have in Miami. Juan Carlos will talk to us about some of the history, the services they provide, and how they help companies grow. He will also explain the benefits of becoming a member. Remember to support the podcast by subscribing and signing up to our newsletter, information in the show notes. Welcome to Miami Global Net Podcast, where we showcase the people and organizations that support Miami's international landscape. Learn from local business owners, startups, diplomats, and community leaders. Get to know the tools and services that are out there that help you invest and grow in South Florida. Miami is a true global city where one can live and do business with a global reach. Juan Carlos, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us today. How are you? Thank you so much. Very good. Very good. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you here at Miami Global Net. So, Juan Carlos, before we talk about the chamber, tell us a little bit about your background. Where are you from? Well, um, I'm from Spain. I was born in, in Huelva, um, a city close to Seville in Andalusia in the south. And, and I've been here in Miami for the last 12 years. Yeah. What brought you to Miami? Well, I came here to start um, internship program with, with the government of Andalusia in Spain to help companies from that region doing business here in the United States. And so I, I got the opportunity to, to come here and, and help out those companies doing business here and entering the U.S. market. And, and since then, I've been really involved in, in helping companies succeed and, you know, start their businesses here, grow their businesses here. Um, I love that. I like that type of work, helping companies to grow. And what got you started with the chamber? Um, it really was something uh, unexpected. Um, you know, uh, I received a, a message through LinkedIn. Um, the chamber was uh, looking to replace uh, the former executive director that was leaving the organization. And they asked me to, to participate in the selection process. Uh, you know, I feel intrigued uh, and I said yes. So I started the process and after several interviews, well, they decided to bring me on board and, and I've been here since May, 2018. That's a long time. Well, it, sometimes it doesn't feel like that. Time flies. So you mentioned you liked to help companies grow. What is your favorite part of the whole process of, of seeing a company grow? Um, I like every part of the journey. Um, but one of the things that I like very much, it's to, to learn from those companies, to learn about their projects, about their products, uh, about their goals and their dreams. That's that's a part that I like it very much. So the first interview that I have with the company that it's interested in, in entering a new market or growing somewhere else, maybe going to a different state, 
um, I loved that first meeting when I become again a child with a lot of curiosity. So I, I love to ask many questions to understand as much as I can about the industry, the company, their strengths, their fears, all that. And all that information helps me a lot to, to get an overview of, of what they need and that way help them the best way I can. So that part, that, that first meeting is something that I like it very much. It's like sitting there and watch a movie uh, but you can you can interact and you can ask them anything you you have in your mind and all the time every time uh, you know they are very willing to to answer you because they see that you're interested in in their in their dreams um, so I love that part and of course uh, every time they succeed and they sign their first contract with a new pro, uh, a new client and they grow well that that it's it's very very nice but you know that first meeting for me it's very important i like that because i learning a lot of things maybe at the end of the day we uh we part ways and and they go somewhere else uh, or i don't see them in, in a while but but at least i learn a lot about them and if i see another opportunity uh i might be able to help them understanding what they need some other opportunity could could cross my my path and and I will be able to help them and say okay yeah I remember a company that was looking for this and put them in in touch in contact no? that's something that I like very much and this these are companies that are mainly interested in importing into the United States or coming to the United States yes most of the companies that I deal with are companies interested in in doing business here in the states it should be uh, selling the products here or investing here that they wanted to, to come here to the States and make an investment, maybe set up uh, offices, headquarters, sometimes factories, things like that. So, and this is some of the work that you do with the chamber, mm-hmm. correct? Sure. Yes. Yes. It's a, it's a big part of our, our daily work. It's to, to help companies and support them uh, with advice and trying to, you know, to make the learning curve as much shorter as possible. That's our main goal. So talking about the chamber, let's dive into the chamber. Can you give us a little bit of, of, um, of some history or, or how is it structured? How does it work? What, mm-hmm. what is the, the um, Spain-U.S. Chamber of Commerce look like? Okay, yes, sure. Well, the Spanish Chamber of Commerce in 2020, it got 40 years old. So that's, that's interesting. You know, the, the chamber has been 40 years around. And Congratulations. With, thank you. With offices in Florida. And well, it, it was created by a group of entrepreneurs and executive of companies that wanted to share ideas and to help each other to to navigate, uh, you know, coming to a new country in the United States and, and understand things better. And since then, the, the chamber has been growing. And, and today, uh, we are an organization that help and support companies interested in setting operations here in the United States. So it, how is it organized? Well, we have today around 
400 and something members, 430, something like that. And many different types of companies um, and many different industries. And well, there is a, a board of directors. They, you know, determine the highlights and the guidelines of the company, of the organization. This board of directors is selected every three years among the members of the chamber. And the last elections were in November, 2020. So we have a brand new board of directors since December 9th, I think was the, the date that they started. Um, there are 20 members in the board and, and they come also from many different backgrounds. And below the board, there's a, a team of professionals that we work and, and we provide you know, the daily operations of the chamber. Um, I am the executive director at the Spanish chamber and I supervise daily work of the team and try to make sure that the goals and the guidelines, we reach those goals no, properly every year. In a normal day, uh, we do many different things. We have two different departments, the international trade department and the marketing and communications department. So on a typical day, we would do things like resolving questions and inquiries from companies from many different types. You know, uh, last year we resolved more than 4,800 questions or inquiries from companies. So if you divide those 4,000 between 365 days, you get a, a lot of questions resolved every day. So that's a big part of our job to try to solve people's questions. It could be about importing products from Spain to the U.S., or tariffs, or you know, many different things, uh, regulations that affect a specific product. But also, it could be to try to identify potential partners for a company. Some companies ask us for advice to find the right partner to start a business here in the States or to make an investment. We spend part of the day also looking and contacting with other local companies that might be interested in those joint ventures. And also at the same time, we try to host and organize different activities and events that might bring opportunities to the members of the chamber and also the rest of the community to you know, bring together a group of like-minded people that could discuss ideas and explore uh, synergies and connections. So that's why we try to organize at least two different activities every month. Uh, it could be a seminar, um, a workshop, or a networking event. But all of them provide uh, information useful information for the attendees and also try to provide a platform for networking, which you know very well that it's a, a very important thing here everywhere, but especially here in South Florida. It's a great tool um, yeah. Yeah, to achieve many things, to, to know new people, to understand, learn new things and find potential partners, providers, suppliers, clients, whatever, you name it. So we try, we do our best to try to provide those platforms. Uh, now, because of the COVID, things uh, are not, you know, uh, like it was before. So we try to do everything online. But we are looking forward to, you know, to see the end of this tunnel and, and again, start with the 
presence of people on events. The entire international community is really looking forward to the comeback of, of person-to-person meetings and events and activities because that's what we, we sustained ourselves on. Like you said, you, you hit it on the money. The networking, very important, and especially in South Florida, and, and I would say even more special for the international community because you got delegations coming in, events, people co- connecting, the, you got the Chamber of Commerce like yourself, the Consul General's offices, the trade offices, they're all doing something because it's all people to people business. Oh, yes, definitely. So tell us about some of the services that the Chamber, actually, before we talk about services, the Chamber is also recognized by the government of Spain, right? Mm-hmm. We are an official binational Chamber of Commerce uh, in fact, by number of members, I believe that we are the largest binational official chamber of commerce, at least in Florida, uh, but maybe in the U.S. And yes, so we are a private organization, nonprofit, but we are also recognized by the government of Spain as an official chamber of commerce. And because of that, we must... Um, follow several rules uh, established in, in, you know, in regulations from Spain. Most of those rules are, have something to do with transparency and, and that they make sure that an official organization like ourselves are doing things properly. So for example, um, you know, our financials every year are audited by a third company and we send those audits to to the government of Spain, to the ministry. And, and also as part of the board of directors, the um, trade commissioner of Spain here, it's part of this board of directors as a technical advisor. So he's like the link between the government and the administration with the Spain-US Chamber of Commerce. And we have a very close relation of course, with them, with the trade commissioner, of course, but also with the consulate, with the general consul of Spain and with the rest of the Spanish uh, administration. So we try to, to work with them every time. In fact, every year we organize several things uh, with them and, and we support each other every way we can. So our relation is, is really good, really great. It's, it's been very successful, at least since I started in the chamber. And, and yeah, so that's, that's the part that provide us like an umbrella that it's, uh, it's provided by, by the government of Spain. Being a, an official chamber of commerce, we are part of a federation of Spanish chambers of commerce in America, which is called FETIC. There are, I believe, like 24 different chambers of commerce from all over the America continent, from Chile, Argentina, Brazil, Uruguay, you name it. Every country in America has official Spain, US, Spain Chamber of Commerce, and we are part of that federation. When you mentioned the trade commissioner, I was going to mention that uh, I had interviewed him earlier. Oh, great. I'll send you that link to that uh, interview. Please, yes, please do. But uh, but I'm glad. I'm glad that you guys work together because there's a lot of synergies there, natural synergies. Um, I did not know that the trade commissioner was part of your board, so that's good to know. Yes, he's been a very supportive part of, of the board since he got here to Miami. 
think it was like a year ago or something. No? Mm-hmm. Yes, before him, before Francisco uh, came here, it was Immaculada Gutierrez. Yes, probably you you knew her, and at that time she was part of the board because whoever it's the trade commissioner, that person will be automatically part of the board of directors of the Spain U.S. Chamber of Commerce. Got it. So let's run down some of the services that the chamber offers. Um, Yes, about the services that we can provide, we are very flexible and and we can provide many different things. But I would say that everything we can provide, you can uh, include them in two different groups. It will be a consultancy or it would be something related to marketing and communication. For the consultancy or, or international trade, which we call it, um, we can provide uh, the, the tools or services that any company might need when they want to start a business somewhere else. We can do market research. We, of course, can try to find out and identify potential partners or, or clients. And of course, one of the services that are more most dem- demanded from the companies are um, the preparation of individual agendas. What do you mean by agendas? I mean, they mean the word agenda can mean many things. Yeah, in fact, uh, I was going to ask you because I think that we should change the name in English because in Spanish, it's pretty clear. You know, in Spanish, we call it agenda comercial. And, and I think that most of Spanish-speaking people would understand what's that. But if you translate that into English, it might get very different meaning. So uh, here, if, if you have a good suggestion, uh, please give it to us because we are looking for a new brand name for, you know, call that in English. But the meaning or what we do, that service, what includes, well, let's say that a company, uh, a producer of olive oil, for example, would like to, to sell the products here in the United States. Well, they could call us um, so that we could identify and arrange for them meetings with importers of olive oil here in, in the United States or you know, food importers in general. Uh, so what we do is we try to identify as, as many importers of uh, food and olive oil in particular as we can. And we contact them and try to arrange those meetings on a specific period of time. So maybe the company is planning to come here to Miami um, in the second week of April. So we try to identify as as many importers possible and try to schedule those agendas, those meetings uh, for that week. And the company could come here, meet several of them and try to, you know, uh, get an agreement with any, any of them. So those are, typical things that we do and that are very valuable or valued by by our members because we save them a lot of time and you know and and problems so those are some typical things that we do from or with under the trade and the international trade department and um, on the other hand some companies that might be here already they've been in the States for some time. They just want to, you know, to grow a little bit more, maybe in a different state, or they would like to get more exposure. Um, well, 
we can provide them with a little bit of exposure in our, in our organization through our channels and also trying to offer them opportunities to show themselves. Uh, for example, as we mentioned before, we organize a lot of different events. So we provide sponsorship opportunities for these events. And some companies might be very interested in becoming sponsors because it will provide a little bit of exposure uh, to third parties or people that usually are not under their radar and associating these companies to a specific event that might be of their interest, uh, we find that it's sometimes very useful. So um, about that and, and through that, and also through our own channels, our social media, our website, our uh, magazine, things like that, we can provide a little bit of exposure or additional exposure to companies. So those are some of the types of things that we do. But um, I always tell the companies that since we are a, a private organization, we are very flexible. And our goal is to help them and to try to help them achieve their goals. So if they need anything that it's not included in our own catalog, they can ask us whatever they need and we will be more than happy to study it. And if we can make it happen, we will make it happen. We will be able to study those things, uh, present a proposal, and if they agree, we can go ahead. Because we only have two limitations. One is our resources. Of course, we have limited resources. We are not many people. We are a small team, uh, very passionate about our work, but small team. And we have limited, limited resources, uh, economic resources. So that's one limitation that we have. But if whatever is asked, uh, we can provide with our resources, we're good. And the second filter that we apply is that whatever is asked uh, for the chamber to provide, it shouldn't be uh, a problem uh, with another member. I, I mean, for example, we have several types of memberships. Um, so if someone that has a, a lower membership want a service that it's provided only to the higher memberships, well, we would ask this company to make an upgrade so that we can provide that service. So we don't want to interfere with the services that are provided to, to other members. But apart from that, we can study almost anything and, and provide almost every service request to our clients. Do I need to become a member to receive the services, to have access to the services? Preferably, yes, but it's not a specific requirement. The thing is that we have three main types of memberships and, and we try to, to bring on board as many members as, as possible and help them uh, as members. But um, if a company comes to, to the US, Spain US Chamber and, and wants us to provide them services, uh, we could provide those services to a company without becoming a member. But the price of that service is gonna be more than if they become a member. So our price structure, it's made in a way that every time it makes sense 
to become a member. And you can choose different types of memberships depending on what you need. You can choose yeah, the membership that includes those services that you are looking for or that uh, brings you the higher discount to those services. So becoming a member at the end of the day is gonna save you money. But, uh, but no, there is no specific requirement. We can provide services to any company that requires those services. But of course, looking at our catalog of services, you will see that it makes sense to become one of the members of the Spain-US Chamber for one year at least. And you will find many different benefits and services, not only that service that you're looking for, but some other perks that are included in our memberships. Got it, got it. So I know that we are running out of time. I have one more question for you. Tell us about this 40 year anniversary that was last year, right? Last year you celebrated, congratulations again. Um, Thank you. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes, well, of course, last year was a very difficult year for, for everyone for reasons that everybody knows. Um, so we had, before, before COVID, we had in mind to prepare, you know, a celebration with many different events along the year. Unfortunately, uh, most of those events had to be postponed or canceled. But one of the things that we are keeping and we are working on, it's a book, a, a special book uh, to celebrate this 40th anniversary. And in that book, we will see uh, 20 companies that tell their stories and, and how they came here to the United States. Those are success stories, very interesting. And many people in the US will found there things that they didn't know. Uh, for example, they will find out that some of the bridges that they cross every year to go to work, maybe in Seattle, in New York, were made, were built by Spanish companies or that the systems that guide 90% of the airplanes in the world it's made by Spanish company, things like that. So that's going to be a very interesting book. And hopefully we will have it ready and finished by May. And we are planning to host our first in-person event in May, if possible, depending on, on COVID. If not, we will push it a little bit after summer. But definitely I'll keep you posted and you will be able to check those in our website which I encourage you to visit it, which is SpainUSChamber.com. And that is one of the projects that we are most excited about it, that will come to light this year in 2021. Well, I will definitely put all your contact information in the show notes for people to access. And I hope that when your book comes out, maybe we can do another short episode on some of these interesting stories because that having a Spanish company develop the technology that's used to track the airplanes, I think that kind of stories are very interesting. So, well, Yeah, definitely. I'll be happy to. Well, Carlos, thank you for joining us again. Oh, you're welcome, Alejandro. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure.